Hello there. Hello there, sir. Oh, that is that is much better. Indeed. Ah. Indeed. How's it going, buddy? I am tired. Um, <laughs> this is a very too. tired episode of uh, Welcome to House of Nerd. Well, that's going to work out really well because this is uh, a pre-traveling episode um, for, for the, uh, the scholar. So the, uh, the scholar's wife is not thrilled that uh that i am that he mm. is taking off for a few days so fair that's fair i can understand that um uh, you know what they say the axe forgets i have to be honest with you i think this episode is mistitled because i feel like this episode should be called parenthood what not to do <laughs> um <laughs> just for that one scene i mean i jumping feel- right in oh man what what an episode of if that, yeah if that didn't if that didn't feel like i don't know growing up sometimes <laughs> Ooh, didn't it i mean sometimes uh, it's but it's so wild to me. well we'll we'll get to yeah, that but how, how are you i've, I've spent the entire i've spent most of my free time um, working on the new space that i have to move to so that i can vacate our guest room uh, since i can't work in the guest room anymore with a Another another delightful human uh, here. So, so I've been drywall, yeah. and I, I spent all day today doing flooring. Uh, I yesterday, am... yesterday was painting, I think. I think I painted everything yesterday and then started flooring today. I, I can't do any of that shit, so I am thoroughly <laughs> impressed that... Oh, come, on, come on down. I will... I will teach you the ways <laughs> for the love of god it is brutal by yourself doing this brutal i, I have been single dadding it um this week because my wife has got i swear it's like it's just like this the age difference between my wife and i i shows itself more when it comes to weddings than any other thing like all of my <laughs> friends are married I mean, my very small circle of friends. Everybody's married. Everybody's partnered off. Well, almost yeah. everyone. Almost everyone. Yeah. Um, but my wife is five years younger younger than me, and I wedding think season. We're just starting to hit that. Like, all of her friends now are getting engaged and getting married and like i can't afford for you people to find love stay miserable please stop inviting us to bachelor and bachelorette parties oh god that's (laughs) even more it's it's just it's a lot my wife got another one um and i don't know who these people are that don't abide by the do not make plans during football season rule (laughs) and it drives me crazy because they just like they they don't seem to care about the fact that it is football season, um, and I just huh. need to slap them about the head and neck area for a little bit to remind them. Um, now their husbands generally and, and their boyfriends or fiancés all kind of give me a look when um, I'm like, "Oh, it's you know October fifteenth that you have something, huh?" Like that was unique planning, yeah. but. I know that's just uh, that's the day. That's the day of birth. Uh, yes. Well, not not the new one. Maybe we'll find out. 
Oh, but mine. <laughs> no, indeed. That's that's different, in my opinion. As like birthdays, you cannot control, like you cannot plan your entire life around football season. I understand that. I that mean... is that is true. My my, my parents were not diehard. <laughs> nope, sorry. Uh, at some point, this date will be, like we can't have a fall baby uh, because football season, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I just, <laughs> no, I, I. It's actually my mother's birthday today. Is it really? It is. It That's is phenomenal. Like, like seventy percent of my family's birthdays in October. It's it's a, insane. That's the it's like my my grandma was. I think I think hers is the seventh or the sixth. My mom's me. Like my cousins, my my grandfather uh, had passed away. Like the, his was September thirtieth. So it's close enough. Mm-hmm. I remember the post. Yeah, I saw the post your mother made the other day about mm-hmm. that. Um, oh, that uh, different. Oh, other okay. grandpa. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, his is September 11th. Um, the one that recently passed away. Uh, actually, my uh, grandfather, the World War II grandfather, his 20th anniversary of his death was this year. Oh man, that is indeed. So it's it's really nice that I was I was named after uh, inadvertently named after him uh, on the 20th anniversary. So got my my uh, my call sign is the same as his nickname and alarming coincidence and all happened on the 20th anniversary year. That's it's kind of cool that no, that's, you know, people talk about like serendipity and stuff mm-hmm. that I do believe, you know, plays a role into, into how things are done. Um, Indeed. No, today uh, we have my, uh, my grandfather's uh, rocking chair um, from his back porch in our garage you know how like sometimes you're like, oh, I'm gonna take, you know, I'm gonna do a project like uh, the. Yeah. This was one of my COVID projects. Um. So, for transparency, if you're listening to this later, uh, it's 2022. Um, <laughs> COVID so is, is in seven years. Uh, when this project is not done and we revisit it. <laughs> I said in July. No, I said in December of. December, uh, maybe December of 21. Um after my grandfather had passed away, this was the thing that I wanted from, you know, I wanted his rocking chair, Um, you know, sentimental reasons and whatnot. Um, I have it on my back. It's in my garage. And I said to my wife, I'm going to learn how to, I'm going to learn how to refinish this chair because, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. Um, Well, it's, it's October of 2022. The chair is still not refinished. Um, It's still sitting in my garage, but, um, I sat in it with my son today, who's named after my grandfather. And my wife looked at me and she goes, you know, it's good to have another, uh, my son's name, my grandfather's name and that chair. And it was one of those things that like, you're not prepared for when you hear yeah. someone say, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it's like, cue, cue the man tears. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, I'm, uh, it's like the. Was it the gift from Brooklyn Nine Nine? Like, well, I'm gonna go cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that today. Um, that you know, I, I just he and I have been spending a lot of time together, and he's he's starting to get like it's almost five months old, man, and like he's he's starting to get control of his hands, and you know he's starting to coo and scream <laughs> and and you know those sorts of things. Yeah, and, not uh, be a potato. This is like the the transition from potato to human. Uh, he is. He has reached. Has reached human level. Um, you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, so last night we were watching uh, the the Florida State game, and it was a 
back and forth affair. Um, <laughs> about, about four minutes left in the game and, and we were on the wrong side of the ledger. My son, who had been sleeping for the entire game, decided that he was no longer going to sleep. Um, and he just started screaming. And I went up. That's how I felt at the end of the game, too. Don't worry. I well, I mean, to be perfectly (laughs) fair, I was kind of pacing at that moment. And I was trying to like, how do I get him in a place where I can, you know, I can't take him downstairs um, because, you know, lights and then it's it's like 11 o'clock. And I'm like walking back and forth in his room. I pull the game up on my phone and I'm like trying to like, you know, do the dad dance where you rock back and forth with him. The only thing that would satisfy this boy was literally like I mean walking in a circle like and walking side to side in a circle. So I'm sure this looked ridiculous, but I try and sneak it, you know, like an airplane. Yeah, whatever you can do. I'm trying to listen to the game. I'm trying to find some way to you know to do two things at once, and I just can't. I, you just you just can't, um, or I couldn't in this situation. So I you know he had done this once before with a Bucks game, but we were mercifully the game was far far over. But this is the first time he kind of was like, no, dad, um, you're not going to be watching the end of this game today. Um, it's for the best. So I appreciate him for that because yeah. it, did not, it did not end up, you know, positive for us. Um, yeah. I think he knew, you know. Like, poorly. Hey, yeah. Geez. I didn't watch it either because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have other things to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. But we were having people over um, and we, we had people in our house at this time, which He's been sleeping through the week, which has been a nice little, nice little uh, benefit for us. Um, but you know, you know, I wonder sometimes. This is total non sequitur, but I wonder that the people, and I guess if you're listening to this, I'm just curious. This must just sound like two people just catching up, like having a conversation and publishing it for the internet, which is basically that, it's what this kind of by design. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, it's not a bug. It's a feature. Right? I don't know that anyone else on the internet is doing this. Like, just two friends talking to each other and, like, posting it for the <laughs> world to hear. Like, I, I like meander to the point eventually. It's okay. Uh, welcome to House of Nerd. Did we already do that this time? Like, no. This, I know this is take two. <laughs> We're ten minutes in. Uh, welcome to House of Nerd. I, I'm your I'm your snark. <laughs> And your your scholar is waxing poetic about football. Yeah, that's kind of what we do in football season. Football and fatherhood. No, man, fatherhood has <sighs> got to be like, it's one of those things. Being a parent is just one of those things that like, when you're, I saw some, um, you know, like it was a, it was a, a snarky tweet. So I'm sure you would have appreciated this, but uh, this guy was positing. He's like, look, I may spend my money on a lot of stupid things, but I don't spend my money on formula and diapers and that hit home in a way that i was not prepared um in that moment of like Mm -hmm. we do spend a lot of money on formula and a lot of money on diapers an obscene amount you might say Um, but weirdly like i i don't you know it it, it, as things do on twitter it it devolved very quickly into this like nazis you don't get it. And eventually everybody was compared to Nazis and mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I That's think right. Diapers should be provided. Um, just like parental leave should be provided like they mm. do in Europe. Um, Indeed. I just, it, it devolved into this thing, but I was like, the original premise was like, it's a solid premise, right? Like if you're not a parent, I don't think you understand 
you just you don't you don't think about it, I guess. Or you those other those other it? people would would call us breeders, I believe. Well, is the is the term? I <laughs> I can understand that point of view of like being like I don't get it, but I don't think you are meant to get it until you have a kid. Like you you don't care. It's not that you don't care. It's not that you don't notice that you just it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Like to me, like I. Nah. I don't know where I'm really going with this, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna stop it there. But um, I, I just have to get a kick out of that. But the axe does forget. It does. <laughs> and weirdly, before we dive in, I do have one bit of news. I'm not oh, sure good. I have any news um, to talk about this week. Um, but I have one one brief news story um to talk about. Uh, if you will remember, a few weeks ago, Snark, we did talk about uh, Avengers, the Kang dynasty, and there's the possibility that a director had been selected. Um, again, this is a movie that is, you know, several years out in, 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 you know, from being on our screens, but this is a big deal. This is a big Marvel movie. You know, we've, we've talked about rumors. We've talked about, you know, is this going to be the Marvel movie that, you know, has, is this the one that brings, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. back? Do we see Chris Evans again in this movie? Like, like there's, some significant possibility for this movie to be kind of in-game like um, in that it, it's supposed to be kind of the cornerstone of the next major MCU uh, phase, I guess is, is the way to say that. Um, but if you'll remember a couple weeks ago, I told you about a, a gentleman by the name of Destin Daniel Creighton, um, who directed Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Indeed. Which have you seen Shang Chi yet? I have. Okay. Did you enjoy Shang Chi? It's all right. Okay. Like, um, I'm like, yeah, but it it okay. happened. I, it was it was better than I anticipated. That I would see more. That's about where I am, and, and it's a good thing that you would see more because Daniel has inked a deal with Marvel Studios to develop the sequel to Shang Chi, as well as the spinoff series for the Disney Plus show that is rumored to be centered around the Ten Rings organization. So it's it's safe to say there will be more Shang-Chi in our lives in the future. Um, Daniel has also now gone so far as to kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, acknowledge that he is going to be directing the next major Avengers movies, Avengers movie. Um, this is from comicbook.com. Um, so our buddy Scott still doesn't know. Um, and it's mm. still not involved. Um, but Brandon Davis from comicbook.com was interviewing Daniel about uh, his upcoming project, um, American Born Chinese. It's a series at the uh, New York Comic Con a few days ago. And Davis asked him, you know, essentially, is it true? Are you going to be directing, directing Avengers Kang Dynasty? Um, to which Creighton, you know, kind of played a little game with him, was a little coy about it. Um, but did respond, I think at this point, I've signed the contract. Yep. Um, which yeah. is a pretty firm way of saying, you know... I mean, it sounds like a yes. That sounds pretty solid to me. Or um, is it just, I've signed a contract? Is it the? I, it's po- is it possible that he signed the same contract for the Shang-Chi series and the sequel and Avengers all in the same time? I mean, that's... Dude would be, <laughs> he would be very rich right now. Um, I mean, look, I guess to me, we've seen so many times where like somebody's like, hey, this is going to be directed or written or, you know, whatever by this director. 
And inevitably, you know, these things are done four and five years out and things change, right? And people get busy or people get, you know, other projects they have to do and, you know, something falls through. So like- You might say life happens. Exactly, exactly. Um, I believe that a certain podcast coined that phrase. Um, I think so. so. Is it possible that this, you know, falls through and he doesn't actually, you know, direct this show? Totally possible. In fact, even probable, I would go so far as to say. Um, but for now, I think we have our Avengers, our next Avengers director, um, which I, I like that Marvel's keeping it in the family, right? Like they, they are not afraid to take some risks with these new directors. They're not going to be, you know, going the boring route. So, I mean, for now, I'm, I'm cool with it. I mean, we've got a director. So we're closer than we were to seeing this movie. And I'm... I'm I'm for it. I will say so. Same. <laughs> and on that, I mean that sounds that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, there's not really anything. I mean, look, this is it's been a fairly light week news wise. I mean, I think most people can kind of acknowledge that, like, we're past con season. Um, you know, Werewolf by Night did come out. Um, which, Whatever that is, I have to be honest. I kind of have not been paying attention to that at all um i'm not really a big marvel horror movie fan so you know cool um you know the... i watched the trailer and i still don't know i'm like what the fuck is this yeah like i don't i just don't i don't know what it is i <sighs> it seems it seems like it like on paper it is like 100 percent up my alley right so I, I don't, I don't know if that's gonna end up being something that I enjoy. But I mean, I'm here for it. I'll find out. You know, I did see, um, I did see a video. Just, I mean, look, I'm just we're reporting on rumors and, and shit that we saw just on the internet. Like, I, don't, I, I just never really got into. I never really got into the the werewolf by night. I don't know what it's based off of. I mean, I still haven't seen seen She-Hulk at this point, so you know, I'm I'm hoping that this upcoming work trip will allow me a chance to fire through She-Hulk now that it's complete, um, and you know, be able to kind of form a, a solid opinion on that. I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. The finale did premiere oh. this week, uh, which you know, to the the one major kind of takeaway from that i guess if you want me to spoil that i can keep that under my hat if you'd like i would prefer i would prefer not because yeah it's actually pretty and it's become pretty enjoyable it's like kind of escapism kind of thing that makes me happy because i know you were panning it you know oh my god so hard but i'm glad to hear that you like it Um, yeah i I like it in the way that i like rom-coms there you go i mean there's, there's, you know, it's not everything can be serious. Like, not everything has to be super serious and, like, life-altering. Um, and right. I think that's kind of what She-Hulk has become. So, I mean, we're a couple weeks out from Black Panther. I think that, that those people that want that serious, dark, you know, like, world-ending kind of consequences, you're going to get that in Black Panther, right? So, you know, just hold on for a little bit. But, um no, I was going to say, I did see there are apparently the Avengers Campus and at Disney World in California. Um, you remember from the What If animated series that they had a zombie Captain America? Uh, I the do. Episode. 
where you know the whole world turns to zombies well they have they have a cast member who is playing zombie captain america at avengers campus um out in california <laughs> which is really cool and i will link the video in the show notes um it's it's a pretty cool thing i saw it on tiktok and then saw it on facebook and then saw it on twitter so it is clearly making the rounds um you probably have already seen it at this point but pretty cool um to see you know what if is still kind of relevant and kicking around but i wish i could remember the other news stories because there were a couple different things there there was some stuff this week i i probably have missed you know more than i saw to be perfectly honest with you but uh you know as they say um the axe forgets but the tree never does um so that's that's kind of where i'm at they do they do say that i i really like that saying honestly i i thought that was a really unique way to open up this episode i mean i liked this episode a lot and i guess yes i i I do as well I, i i thought it was slow but yes good like this is this is the calm before the storm kind of thing is what it is what it felt like we're we're almost halfway through this season and you know what i caught myself thinking today was like you know they've set up this the like it feels like we're gonna be doing the the arcs like the three 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 and three episode arcs because the first three were all about andor and you know him being like hunting for his sister right these last two plus next week I feel is going to be about, you know, stealing the Imperial payroll. Like, I don't even know where we're fucking going with this show. And and I feel like, like they used to do this on, on cable TV shows, like with the big bad would constantly be upped. Like you'd beat a big bad. And then it was like, Oh, well that was just like the henchman or the Lieutenant of the actual big bad. And eventually right. you get to the very end and it's like, now you've reached the, this is the big, bad. big bad. Right, it's like the Lovecraft thing. Yeah, and I, I feel there's like, always something bigger. I feel like this, this show. I, maybe it was just the last fifteen minutes or so. Honestly, there was just three, three major parts that stuck out to me, and I like that they divvied them up between each of the characters. Um, and I, I'll be interested to see if we agree on this or if we are, you know, like minded when we get to these these particular portions um of the show but um i've kind of been enjoying the way we've done this where we kind of just talk about a character or characters and their whole story uh as opposed to like going through the entire episode blow by blow uh are you comfortable we just let's just see what happens yeah let's just all right let's just see what happens so we're talking about uh, see where the wind where the wind takes us Uh, episode five of the first season of, of Andor, uh, directed by Susanna White and written by Dan Gilroy, original air date, October 5th, 2022. Um, so I, w- where do you want to start? Do you have a particular, did any, you know, did something mm, like Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Okay. So the, the uh, tiny, the tiny one, cause I don't feel like she had a big role in this, in this episode necessarily. Like no. The only thing I remember is the car scene and it's, and it's like the most tense, awkward, just like, Hey, we have a political marriage. What I, what I could only imagine most of the marriages in Washington DC are at this point <laughs> like, mm-hmm. where it's just like, what can you get me? 
And that's what the, the husband is there for, essentially. It's like, how can you advance me on the social ladder? And she actually has a purpose. I was that's really, it. really disappointed that they didn't show the actual the actual dinner scene. <laughs> because I really wanted to see the henchman, the, the emperor's henchman again. I thought yeah. that would have been really cool, like a tie-in. I, I like so I like that it's implied. Yes. Like, I, I don't know. In your imagination, it's better. Which is Star Wars. Like, uh, especially it's like the Star Wars fan. Like, okay, well, I'm glad your head cannon was so much better and that Lucasfilm hired you for this. Uh, but sometimes head cannon is like is better. Like I, I would rather that than have it have every int spelled out. So I, I appreciate that they they didn't necessarily just give you that scene because I don't I don't know if it would have added anything to this episode at all. Probably it would have just been cool. Yeah, it it would have been like, oh, cool. Yeah, I see that person, and it's just fan service. Mm-hmm. That's a very reasoned argument. Um, truthfully, I think that's very logical. It's very reasonable to, to Still not sucks. be. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I I didn't think about you know how does this add value to the show. I don't think that it would have added any value to the show. Truthfully. Um, you That's know, why I wanted to start with her story anyway, because there there was nothing added. Like, it not really. Me, it made me really disappointed to see the the interactions between her and her daughter, um, which it kind of it kind of struck me as like maybe that Mon might not be the best mom, right? Like. I mean, her daughter is a teenage girl, which, like, you know, from my experiences with teenage girls, they can be a little sullen. So, like, it's totally <laughs> possible that this is just a teenage girl, you know, being a little sullen. But um, I, I just, it struck me as interesting, like, talking about adding value to the show. This scene, we already know that Perrin and Mon Mothma don't get along, right? Like, that was very clear in the last episode. And I mean, they do later the scene with chorus in the car. You're right. I mean, it does, it does go to like establish these two don't like each other. They don't agree on key things. Like they're not aligned politically. They're just sort of, you know, they're stuck, right? Like the Royal family, like they're, they're not yeah. going to get divorced basically. Um, I just, it, it's, it's bad for optics. It struck me as very interesting that Lita, like, I, I guess I, in my headcanon, I interpreted, they don't specifically say, but I get in my headcanon, there was some appearance that, you know, Mon Mothma was going to have with Lita um, to, like, drop her off at school or take her to something. And it was to boost Mon Mothma's ratings or boost Mon Mothma's, uh, you know, perception amongst people or, or something of that nature. Yeah, she's a political creature, which I I, I think is super interesting. Uh, I, I mean, it's something you I, I wouldn't necessarily expect it from seeing her in the in, in the trilogy. Like uh, that, this is kind of her her role, right? Because like, you you don't know it's more headcanon stuff that all you see is you see this like kind of stately looking person like, sitting in the background and you know making like I think she has a couple lines, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that's. That's it. So you don't know anything, anything else. And it's like, oh no, like this is, this is her. I, I would imagine this is the, 
like she loses her family kind of thing because she's into the politics so much and the guy's a dick but yeah i i feel like that's the the direction okay. that that's going i i do think this is the i guess to draw it back a little bit closer to me i mean this is this is losing your family like he and i i don't know if this is an apt analogy but it's like it's like mon has bought into the qanon the, the the QAnon of this galaxy would be, you know, the emperor is bad, the empire is bad. What if what if that was actually real, right? <laughs> and not fake bullshit from some asshole sitting in his mom's basement, right? I guess that's, <laughs> you know, and her family, her daughter, her, her husband, basically are sitting here going, they don't want, I mean, they don't want to change anything. They like yeah. the stuff quo. They're this is really- nice like yeah we're we're well to do like we're getting the parties we're getting all the fun stuff that's weird because i was gonna i was gonna say something about marjorie taylor green and her husband uh, but i i in no way wanted to associate mon mothma with that dumpster Marjorie. fire of a human being um yeah, yeah. with with the you know th- three three like trash ridden badgers put up in a pantsuit like like stacked on each other's shoulders you know I actively don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think I'd make that pretty evident. That's because she's fucking awful. I don't wish divorce on anybody, though. You know, like, that's an awful thing to go through, truthfully. Um, yeah. I can speak with personal experience here. Yeah, it's terrible. It ain't, it ain't fun. But <laughs> also, don't cheat on your fucking partner. Like, I mean, that's that's a pretty easy way to not have this happen to you. Um Oh wait, is this the sex guru story? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Like, I hope oh. it is. Partially, I kind of do <laughs> hope it is because it's funny. I mean, it, it's very, very funny. I don't know. Hot take: I'd be cool if she stepped into traffic. Like, <laughs> long walk off short pier. Like, you're a garbage person, and the world would be better if you weren't in it. Look, um, I won't miss her, but I—I I mean, I don't wish. There, there are people involved that are not her, right? And I guess that's where I'm coming from. Is oh, basically. yeah, just her. Like, if she would go away. Yeah, I'd be okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be well, okay. This is a weird trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, think... Mon Mothma is not her. Well, I think I think what's interesting and what I think we both kind of intuit, what we're both kind of, you know, commenting on here is that for a character who we don't really know a lot about, for them to flesh her out in this way... It's just it's unique, and I don't know that it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just it's showing that the person is she's not without her own flaws, right? right. And I think that's, she's nuanced. That's what makes her such an interesting character. Is that, like you said, I mean, she has like what three lines? Three lines, maybe in Return of the Jedi. Um, I heard. I heard Return of the Jedi. I was saying, what what's interesting is that this is a character who has maybe three lines in Return of the Jedi. You know, was going to make a very quick appearance in uh, Return of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith. And now to see her getting flushed out this way, like, she's not the, like, you know, amazing, awesome, without fault person that everyone has, you know, maybe made her out to be. Like, she's her own person. She has flaws. She has warts. It is what it is, right? And that's that's what you get when you're getting Mon Mothma. Um, so, I'm I am really excited to see like her 
trip, I guess, to, to being a rebel leader. I want to see more of her character as this show goes on. I, I do. I hope in the back half of this season and in season two, I am really enjoying getting to know her more. Um, but the show feels kind of crowded right now, honestly. Like there's the real estate of like time for the show is there's not a lot of wasted time, you know? So I don't know who I would be okay with not having as big a role of in order to make up for her. This, yeah, this episode, it's definitely Mon Mothma. Yeah. Um, or, or we could say limit the screen time of someone who has disappointed their mother greatly. Holy God. <laughs> you like, know, oh, man. Poor Cyril. Like, that, this dude, it, it's hard to make, like, an asshole, like, the victim, I guess. But, but he, he had when, a rough go. I, I don't know. I, st- I still feel like he's not a, not a total asshole. Like, I, I, love, the, I love the nuance of the characters in this. Because mm-hmm. like, he's, he's not like all all bad i don't believe um i i feel like we're going to see him somehow join like the isb i I think that's where this is going he's obsessed with he's obsessed with andor right yes that little the little this the bit at the end kind of sold it to me like he's not letting this go right like i i want to know who the uncle is because that's so it it seems like hey you know he's used this as a learning experience and now we're going to get him a job mm-hmm. and i i think we're going to find out that his his uncle was somebody it, it might even be the was the head dude of the isb that's possible uh, and he needs he needs a job he needs a purpose he needs a place to go and he has inside information on someone that i think is about to be uh, a wanted man. very very important in the very near future. I, I just wonder if he's not going to be, if he's not going to get the agent callous edit of this show, you know, God, I hope not. I, I, I hope he's our window into, into more with the ISB. But we already have that, right? I mean, we already have a character who's accomplishing that goal. And I really, really, that's, well, I don't want to, I don't want to skip over Cyril. We'll, we'll get to her in a minute. Um, but i mean i I guess i'm not giving her and her potential drug problem i i don't know that i saw that so i am gonna ask you to maybe expound on that a little bit but uh when they're going so they're looking over the files and she's like it's too they're doing the whole like it's too random to be to be random conversation Mm -hmm. she says two more files turns around pops a couple pills and like swallows very slowly Placed or mislabeled a single military component in the past 12 quarters. Well, maybe there's a, an unofficial ledger. You, I, I wouldn't trust anything coming out of there. The Imperial Navy is the only account they have left at this point, and they never admit anything's wrong. You should go. I didn't realize how late it was. I'm saying if you are. I don't know what I'm doing. About any of it. Yes, you do. You're onto something. Kessel. Fondor. Targeting consoles from Jakku, proton warheads from Base K, and Steel Guard Star Path. He's right, though. It's too spread out to be organized. But you don't believe that. I know this. If I was them, this is how I'd do it. 
I'd spread it out. Never climb the same fence twice. It's too random to be random. Two more files each. I don't know if we're going to see some, like if it's some sort of stem or some sort of like focus medicine or I, I honestly, I hope we don't get like a weird addict storyline with this, but, um, but I, I do know they made a point, a point to show that she was taking pills. I just sort of read that as like, she's taking stimulants. So it's interesting that you got that. I, I didn't get that, but that's, a. Uh... I mean, that's why we do this, right? It's like, we, we both have different perspectives on, on watching this. Like, it's it's interesting we can both watch the same scene and come away with, like, two totally different, you know, two totally different opinions about that. I just read <laughs> that it's like, she's like, I'm getting tired. Like, it's, you know, she made mention of the fact, like, it's super late. Um, you know, I, I liked that she was caring about the other officer, right? She's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you stay this late. Like, I just, that scene in particular, for me, I felt like that scene resonated a lot. Because she's like, if I were doing this, this is exactly how I would start a rebellion. You know, I'm never going to rob the same place twice. I'm not, like, that to me was very, very important. Because I'm watching that and I'm like, that's, she's the one who can see behind the curtain, right? Like, everybody else is at Oz and being like, oh, wow, the great and powerful, you know, Wizard of Oz. And no one's paying attention. And she's back there like... The emperor has no clothes, guys. Like maybe we want to pay attention to that. She just uh, can't. She can't expound on it. So really, all she has at this point still is a hunch theory. Like, yeah, and I I don't know. From you can't you can't. I mean, a hunch is great, but if you can't find the data to back up your hunch, it's worthless. Like it's, it's useless theory. intel. Yeah, uh, and you can't you can't go into this look like if she's saying this is how you start a rebellion well i'm gonna find the pieces that support my theory that this is a rebellion starting argument that's right that's gonna get you bounced out of the isb (laughs) very 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 quickly and with prejudice um yeah or bounced out of one of those fucking windows uh, (laughs) under under underbelly of coruscant like that uh like that fun meme (laughs) where they're tossing the dude out the window Um, so i just like, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of tough watching that because it it seems like she's they're they're out there seeking data to support the theory, not letting the theory craft itself based off the data, which is not great for someone who's in that position. I'm sure it'll all turn out aces, um, but that's normally not how you do this, <laughs> right? I more interestingly, I guess maybe this might be my own headcanon. But if you notice the places she named, right? Like she talks about Hobby. Jakku. She talks about Jakku. My wife actually went, ooh, Jakku. I know that place. <laughs> it makes me wonder, legitimately, it makes me wonder if we're not going to at some point get a further expounding on Jakku as like, oh, for sure. I mean, Jakku is just like this barren wasteland, right? When we see it, um, is there more, was there something that happened to this planet? You know, like we already have a Tatooine, right? That was just a, a dirt planet. Maybe Jakku is a planet that like has a massive accident on it, or this is this is the result of in the Empire, you know, just raping this planet, and it turns it into this wasteland, right? Because like you got that scene later between uh, the, the lieutenant 
and the the corporal and he's like is there any truth of like uh, lieutenant gorn and they're like is there any truth they're just going to remove all of this yeah and, like that's you know it's being discussed and i'm like i love the fact that we're getting you know to see the empire like they need the resources and it's just not like oh i took that as like they were getting rid of the uh, the base there i took it as they were going to wipe out those mountains so i mean that, that makes more know, sense to me i know we're jumping all over the place so let me let me stop because i'm getting excited um but i i do like your theory a lot about uh who uncle harlow could be i just assumed it's going to be like another kind of dick person as like uncle harlow <laughs> Um, but I would love it if he was like maybe like the major from the ISV or something like that. Um, I think it's going to be somebody that can get a loser, a loser, little failure, a job, a job, and get him back on, you know, yeah, get him track. back on track. I, I don't. I really like the fact that they made the mom so pushy. <laughs> and like they did the thing where like you know how like when you see your mom for the first time in a while. He's always like, eat. You look like you're not eating anything. My mom does this every time with me when I see her. <laughs> I'm not always losing weight, mom. I assure you. I yeah. <laughs> I'm going the wrong direction on that one. I'm eating well. But it's just like the subtle things, like right, like the milk that she put in his his. <laughs> that was so creative. That nice. Um, or like the cocoa puffs that he's, you know, like. I don't know. I just, I love that he, he's moved back into being a little kid, essentially. Yep. You saw the little toys on his desk um, at yeah. the fairy tale end. Like he's, he's back. It's like suspended ad- adolescence. Like he's back to being a child. Um, and he's miserable. And I, I, I secretly kind of love it that it's happening. Oh, yeah. Guy. Um, <laughs> couldn't happen, couldn't happen to a nicer fella kind of thing. Well, all right. All right. So where do you want to so go? Like we've got we've got him. We've got mm-hmm. the ISB agent. Um, I mean, really, we've got our our crew is is it? And I mean, that is that is like the A storyline with a bullet. Yep. Like that's that's the whole thing here is kind of getting to know the crew a little bit more, um, kind of seeing who the who the true believers are, seeing yeah, can the, I, the dynamics. Can I sidetrack us for one? Oh yeah other really quickly little small is it for luthan uh no we'll come back to luthan that's the other one that i really i really love that story um but no we did go back to ferrix really really briefly um it was like kind of like a throwaway scene but i just wanted to talk about um you saw the other imperial isb uh lieutenant the oh that wants to be prefect bled in yes yeah in cyril's building yes um (laughs) Captain Tiger or Tiger or Captain Tiger. Um, yeah, whatever he is. Uh, I I just I love that scene where the Imperial security officer is basically talking to the Imperial Army guy, and he's like, "I don't care, just get it done." Like you can wear a ball gown to work every day, right? Like, like just get it done. You can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. I don't think we're done on Ferrix. I think we're. I think that was intentional. Like we met Captain Tygo. Like we know that there are people that Andor cares about that are still on Ferrix. I think Captain Tygo's in for a little bit of trouble later on down the line here. Um, but that's just that's just oh, me. Yeah. So um, I do want to talk about the crew because I love this episode for them. Um, what what did you think about 
kind of like this like voyage thing that they go on and like the I, I am glad that we got it out in the open that Andor is a hired gun. Like I was kind of tired of this, like lying to, you know, lying to people. You're supposed to be like, I have your back. You have my back. Like stop lying. Right. Like, be, be honest. Yeah. And I think that, I don't think the dude was necessarily wrong to, I mean, maybe, you know, going and grabbing him and you know, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, but I mean, obviously, Indoor is very skilled, and they they don't like they make it a point to go to go out of their way to show that we don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Like we we don't trust you. Like, hey, you should probably switch sides. What's it to you? Why don't you get your shit together before you, right. before you start telling us how to do stuff? And it's like, wait, why should we do that? And it's like he just fucking told you, like, <laughs> like you guys are you guys are going to shoot each other in this formation, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't walk like that. Like I thought that was very creative. I didn't pick up on that at all. But then they do that thing where they're like, he knows what you know what hand is dominant for everyone. Right. He's. I mean, he's he's like Star Wars Jason Bourne, like yeah. almost at this point. Like he sees he sees all this stuff and knows all this stuff and understands the implications of what each of these things means. And you get to you even get the the scene where they're like, if you were trying to calculate. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought this part was a little overactive, but uh-huh. um, <laughs> where he's like all of a sudden like really into it. What do you mean you don't even know? And I'm like, <laughs> whoa! Like that escalated quickly. Uh, but I like that. Like down down to the point where they don't they don't know what they're doing. Like he he's legitimately like the only one that really knows what he's doing. I really liked that scene. I looking at it now again. It probably is overacted, but I love the fact that he was like, what was your plan exactly? Right. No, how, like we'd figure it out. How did you not think about this already? Like, right? Really? I mean, did you not understand? Like, like, like who was going to fly it? I, I did like the, if my ass, if my ass is on the line, I'm flying the plane. You can tell him it's your idea, but I'm flying it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, hell yeah. You can fly. <laughs> like you seem to. I, I really, I really like that they were like, I mean, first of all, I don't think we talked about this last week, but that little diorama thing that they've got going on there, that was really well done. Like really, really specifically accurate to the, the actual, like the dam and the wall and where and, they're going. And we get the explanation for it. Like it's that, the kid essentially. He's like, who's. We- I'm, yeah, he's like we've been up here. We we come up here all the time. It's like it should be accurate. Like uh, that he's, I mean, he's a true a true believer. Mm-hmm. Which I I think that was that was one of the most interesting parts to me was seeing like their reasons yep. for being there. But I mean, you don't get everybody's, but you get the kids, and his is essentially like this is wrong, and we should just be doing this, like because. And he goes off on this whole like like I watched that part like three or four times because I just wanted to make sure I like got it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I I don't remember the exact quote now, but it's it, it was like oh yeah I was like holy shit that's what what oh, the one where he talks about like it's easier to easier to cover up fifty crises crises than one than atrocity, one. yep, and I was like holy fuck like that's like you cannot tell me Star Wars is not political like that's exactly what is happening in our planet right now. Like, yeah. Well, we've talked about this for fucking two years now. That it's just cause fatigue. You just you just can't 
you can't care about everything. No. And there, there's just so much bullshit happening, which is what's going on with the Empire. Is that there's so much term. bullshit happening. Yeah, we have a term for it. I mean, I can't ever remember that being a thing before I heard it. You know, just... Uh, what, what, shit, now what did we call it? It was like sympathy fatigue, I think is what what we call like that like i just i i thought this was very well done and i love the fact that the kid you know related it to like it was the astro finder or whatever and he's like look we have all of these things that you know i don't need this imperial you know i don't need this imperial machine that does this for me like we should know how to do this and it was almost like this it was almost kind of like luddite type behavior of like (laughs) You know, why why should we depend on this when we've been doing this this way for thousands of years? Our ancestors knew how to do this, right? Like, why why should we rely on imperial technology? It doesn't work. It's not good for us to, like, forget the old ways and forget, you know, the, we, we were surviving doing this our own way. And now we've yeah, because forgotten. now you're reliable, reliant on this on these people who are destroying you. And if they I, I almost see him as like the students in Les Mis. Kind of. That's a really good, that's a really good point of view, honestly, for him. I could, like, I could see him waving, you know, waving a flag over the barricades kind of situation. Come join us. Like, yeah, it, it's, I mean, true believer is, is the right word for him, right? Like this guy has bought into the cause. Like he, he is there for what he considers the right reasons I don't think anybody else feels this way though. Right. Like, I mean, we do see, we do see, I think Skeen at the very end of this journey is like, Hey, my brother killed himself because the empire basically, the empire basically killed my brother and, you know, angry. And now I don't know what the word I feel for me is. Right. And I was like, I was like, that's, that's so sad. He's like, I never liked him, but I, there like there's no there's no word for what i what i feel for them it's right now. deeper than anger it's like more personal than yeah. hate i mean you, yeah, he's not a believer in the cause he's a believer in vengeance. i'm gonna take yeah i'm gonna take care of these people because they hurt me and they hurt my family so therefore they deserve to die it, which is it, great <laughs> yeah i mean he is get it man that was to me a signal that though that his character he's not going to be with us very much longer. I don't think. No. No, I I think think Ian is going to die very, very soon. And I think that that's... I think the kid, too. I think he's going to be the catalyst for Andor. So, I I think, you know, the kid is like, you know, read my manifesto. Like, you're the perfect candidate. Like, you you know this is wrong, but you don't have any strong, like, opinions or, like, feelings about this. And I think that manifesto is probably going to play a little bit of a role, you know, moving forward with other people. Like, I do think that manifesto will be read. I just don't know that it will be read by Andor, um, which, you know, however it takes to get there. Andor isn't Andor isn't a true believer, right, at this point. Yet. Something is going to happen that's going to turn him into a true believer. Um, yeah, I, I do want to know what the, the secret mission is that... I think the other two are going off on. I think they're just going to draw chaos, right? I, I, I could be wrong, and that feels way too simplistic for them. But I think that that somebody needs to make chaos so that the empire isn't paying attention, right? Like you saw where um, Lieutenant Gorn, Gorn. I really loved the way he kind of played those two officers. And yes, they talked about 
you know, you gotta like, make them think it's their own idea. <laughs> that's so smart, and it's so his reminds- little smile at the end. Oh, <laughs> it's like worth this, it. Oh, perfect. It reminds me of you know, like I knew exactly what he was doing because I've had to do that. <laughs> well, sometimes, like you know, like I feel like you know, like when you feel like you've been finessed, and I know this is probably gonna sound wrong, but sometimes I feel like my wife is that is Lieutenant Gorn, and I am that officer <laughs> in, in those situations where she's like you know, maybe, and, like, I feel like it's my idea when we're doing something, and, like, it's the right thing. And you get, like, halfway through the activity, and you're like, wait a second. Wait a minute. Why am I doing wine and paint? I didn't want to do this today. <laughs> but it ends up being something that, may, you know, like, it's yeah. the right thing to do. It makes everybody happy. Like, oh, I love this. <laughs> do I? This what was great. I anymore? <laughs> um, but I honey, love... Honey, what do I think? <laughs> I loved his smile at the end. And I really liked, you know, the way that he, he's clearly the smartest person in the room, but I love his motivation though, too, is like, you know, he fell in love with a woman and then the empire takes away the woman. They all have their own reasons, right? Like I, it, it wouldn't have made sense if they were all like, so I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but the one who tells Sinta. him about him is, what, is what's her Sinta? name? Is she the leader Senta? I think. Um, Maybe. the names are hard, honestly. The names of the, the yeah are hard because they don't use them very often. The only one that I really know is Clem, because that's you know the guy Andor is claiming to be. Um, but right. the, the maybe it's Vel. I think I think that might be it. Because she is... tells him about Lieutenant Gorn. Do you think maybe the person that uh, Lieutenant Gorn lost is Vel? Hmm. I could see that they. I don't. I don't know. I feel like this. The the like secret mission is connected to like Gorn somehow. Well, they've got to get Gorn out of the base as well at the same time, right? So, I mean, presumably he's not going to get left behind by everybody, um, or at least I hope not, um, because eventually they're going to you know put two and two together that like, hey, how did they end up with all these imperial uniforms? Um, you know what I realized is that all of the footage we saw for this show is all going to be gone after, I think the last little bit we've not seen is Andor walking across that bridge. And now that we've seen it, we will have seen everything that was in the trailer. We're going to have six <laughs> full episodes of with no, of clue no clues what's going to happen. Um, no, I just, I did want to talk about really briefly, just, I, this is probably not super important. But the TIE fighter um, that was kind of patrolling over the... I, the, the, um, the I do think it's important. I... It struck me that... I don't know that I've ever noticed this before, but, like, you've all, I've always kind of written TIE fighters off because whenever we see them, they're flying... They're fighting X-Wings, right? Yeah, they are badass. Like, like they're, yeah. they strike fear into people. It reminded me of, you know, you're, I, I'm a big World War II buff. But you read these books about what the the junkers, the um, the stukas, you know how they would put the external speakers on them so that when they were diving on people, it was like shrieking, and it kind of made people scared. In addition to the fact that you know a plane is screaming at you, like that engine sounds a lot like it's screaming, and then to see that fighter like buzzing the water like that, or like as low as it was, it was at like eye level with the rest of them. Yeah. That, I mean, I'd say he's probably at a hundred, hundred, 200 feet. That's intimidation, right? Like right. He, 
strictly trying to be like he saw them I see. and went hey let me fuck with these people oh, I'm man. like I've I've been around jets flying at 200 feet like it's it's fucking impressive and if it's like if it's a you know that's I mean it's a friendly like I I knew the people flying it so mm. like it's like oh, okay yeah well go fucking america like and it's and it's awesome but if that's if that's an enemy if that's somebody that you are that could just go yeah fuck these people today pew, pew, and you're done mm-hmm. like that's that's terrifying yeah those things are super maneuverable super fast like i i don't know this is the this is the first show i thought that too this is the first show or the first anything star wars where it's like tie fighters are actually a threat mm-hmm where it's well, not just like, it's not just something that's going to look really cool when it blows up. <laughs> I, think, I mean, I guess I think about it and I'm like, they don't have anything that they could fight back against that TIE fighter with. Yeah. Like they have hand weapons. It it felt and, like the, uh, you haven't played Fallen Order yet, have you? No. Okay. I was like, there's some parts in Fallen Order that you're fighting stuff that you're like, holy shit. Like, how am I supposed to beat this thing? Like it's, you're just on foot. Mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing like you're fighting an atst on foot <laughs> just you and you're like shit like this thing, this thing is pretty badass like like there's there's a reason it's maneuverable it moves around like it's it's got all these weapons and like it, it's not a i mean if you're if you're playing on like story mode it's a joke but or when you go back through the areas after you're you know jedi master then it's like oh okay this is easy when you're going through and you're just kind of like a dude with a lightsaber you're like shit this sucks like i'm i'm getting my ass beat and i mean i was playing on like the hardest difficulty because why bother playing a star wars game if you're just gonna like breeze through it like make it make it challenging Um, i love the fact that that i mean we're seeing this from the perspective of like we can't fight that yeah like that's we've always had a luke or i mean shit even a boba fett or a you know a, a wait are you saying that an AR-15 stockpiled in some asshole's basement can't take down a jet no. or a drone? Oh, okay. I just wanted I to make sure I was clear. Billy Bob, uh, your 30 6 <laughs> is not going to stop an M1 Abrams tank. And you, yeah. oh. <laughs> you see a fucking F... Like, I, I don't know. I've seen some, seen some really cool videos. But uh, like an, an F-15 comes screaming across the bow of you. Like, you ain't going to hit that. You're... you're it's gonna it's gonna give you a little pucker. Let's put that way. You're, you're gonna how, pucker. I don't care how big the deer was that you shot and how far away. Right. It, it, it ain't the size of a tennis court, bro. Um, like, <laughs> anyway, no. anyway, yeah. So so their AK-47s um, are not gonna take down the Tie Fighter, uh, just like Billy Bob's AR isn't you gonna know, take down a fucking fighter jet. You I think moron. You know, I think some people have this picture in their head of that scene in Saving Private Ryan where the captain is on the bridge and he's shooting the, the tiger tank with the, <laughs> the Colt 45 and then it blows up. And I think they missed the part where <laughs> immediately behind that tiger tank was a P-47 Thunderbolt yeah. that like rocketed the Panzer tank. Um, and I'm like, it, was, it wasn't him, dude. No, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't him. You're so, 45 yeah, the, like, ain't doing it. The, those TIE fighters are, scary mm-hmm. i mean and we see it we see it in rebels too where they're like getting their asses beat by a tie fighter but i think it makes more sense or i think it resonates more when it's live action yeah. that was really good special effects work honestly like i didn't i really didn't have a moment where i was like 
my disbelief is is you know i'm not having a problem with any of that it was just really well done like really really good special effects work um i agree so, it felt like I, the, the like there's all, all these things on uh, the board panda or whatever where it's like this dude takes goodwill paintings and puts Star Wars stuff in them. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like because it looks like. I was like, holy shit, that's real. I mean, it does. <laughs> it look looks good. good. And that's what it it looked like. It felt like this could have been, like, you know, walking through South Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous, gorgeous scenery, by the way. Um, so I guess we, we then can mosey on over to Luthen um, and kind of bring this, this puppy in for a landing because I. Yeah, I, he's scared. <laughs> he's scared I, uh, go ahead go ahead I, I don't know i feel like that's his that's the whole story i, I think that's why i forgot about him i would have probably started with him because it's like oh, okay yeah he's he's just sitting by the phone like waiting it's like you it's like when you have a project at work right as a project manager like i really resonated with this because like you've done everything you can think of to get to the point where you're like all right like uh, now the only thing left to do is execute or it's like being a coach, right? Like you put yeah. all the players on the field, you've practiced, you've prepared, you're ready. And now you just have to wait. And like, I, I thought it was let go and let the force. It was a great way to end the episode though. I loved that yeah. dialogue back and forth between him and his, his assistant. Assistant. Yeah. I kind of struck uh, it. Clay, like Clay, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. A, she's his assistant. I, I wonder about that. That relationship was way too intimate um, for me, but I just, (laughs) I like the fact that he's fiddling with the radio. Like he's waiting to hear, you know, is there any last minute, like he's lost control of the situation, right? Like it's the, it's out of his hands. The Rube Goldberg machine has started. Right. And now he can't stop it. And he's, I feel like he almost is waiting for someone to be like, help. We need your help. Luther. like, come, you know, come help us and that call isn't coming right and yeah this is this is happening oh. I, I think i think the analogy of a I, I don't know coach or project or like you you're setting the thing off and i mean certain certain sects of the community would say let go and let god like that's the right. that's that's what i would hear growing up is mm-hmm. like hey it's it's out of your hands now like you put in or you're going to take a test like you've put in all the work you've put in the studying or you haven't um and then whatever happens is gonna happen right like that's that's it like and you just kind of like sit there uh, sit there waiting like i've tried he, he's set up he's set the scenario the best he possibly can and now he's like god ah, was andor the right call like mm-hmm. he's not like like i paid him to do it he he doesn't he he's not a true believer like he doesn't have he doesn't have the reason yet uh, mm-hmm. i mean we we know that we know that he will have you know, have the you know, the the reason to die for everything um like him and i mean we see him and jen like die on the beach right so like we know that it gets there but it's it's like, I don't know, it's interesting. I have a, I have a friend at work who's a, he's just like, I can't watch any of these because I know how it ends. And I'm like, yeah, I know how fucking Lincoln ends too. Like, I know how I know how all of everything, every movie, every story ever ends with uh, someone's going to die yeah. um, eventually. Like, it doesn't matter where you, where you say cut. Um, eventually that person's going to die. So it, it, it's kind of about the, the journey, way. right? Like, it's about the journey. Right. <laughs> 
it's like that's what we're we're seeing well, what made what made andor the andor that we saw in rogue one which yeah. i think is great um but it's it's also interesting to see that luthan has these uh is having these second thoughts of like uh did this is a risk adding this person who we don't really don't really know because we've still got the whole thread line of andor's sister hanging out there i think it has made this series i think it has made the character of andor so much more fulfilling honestly and just five episodes it has made his character so much better and so much more interesting truthfully that it's more resonating now. It's more impactful to see him die, right? And that's that is right. it has achieved its goal already. They were pretty solid characters in Rogue One too. You're like, oh man, like I don't want to see them go. Like, I kept waiting like, for them to find a way to you know survive, but they yeah. didn't. And that's what made it so impactful was that they died. And now you're giving me more reason to like these people, <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, like it's just. It's harder to see them die now, knowing that you like them. I mean, that much more, right? Yeah, that you, you've seen the you've seen more of the reasons, and we're going to find out what the reasons are. I think that's what I think that's where we're headed. I don't know that we get there this year, or maybe we do, and maybe next year is about you know setting him up as the rebel, you know, the go-to spy. Basically. Yeah, the wet word guy. Um, I'd be down for that. I would like to see that. I mean, I think I. I you know, I take that back. I do think we are going to see some solid, like, we're going to see some solid finality with this particular group of Rebels. I mean, we're only getting two seasons. We've been confirmed, you know, they've, they've got to tell Andor's story in 24 episodes. Um, or at least a, a significant chunk of it in 24 episodes. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just, it's a really good episode of TV. It's solid. It feels slow at times, but then when you put it all together as one package, it's a good episode. It's a really good episode. I think it's phenomenal. Like this is a this is a phenomenal like valley episode. Mm-hmm. Because it's still, it, I don't know. It, it still felt it felt exciting, even though very little actually happens. I'm sitting here waiting for like I'm like, is it Wednesday yet? Like right. I really want to know. Obi Wan did this really well too, right? And I think. I think Andor to me right now, I would slot above Obi-Wan a little bit just because of the content that we're getting here. I liked Obi-Wan. I liked it a lot. Um, but I think Andor is maybe a better show at this point. Um, and we, you know, we don't have the full picture, so I don't know, you know, that's fair to do that. But right now, I think they're, they're putting out some excellent, excellent uh, content. Um, I mean, despite despite what I remembered what the other news story was, it was mm-hmm. that Kathleen Kennedy sucks for uh, saying that we will no, no longer be casting new actors to take the place of you know old old characters. So like no more recast. Like Lando, Lando is uh, not going to be Donald Glover kind of thing. And like because and I I'm like this feels like clickbait. Mm-hmm. They got me. And uh, clicked on it, and it's like we need to focus on new characters and new stories, and not just keep going back to the old stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. like wh- I'm good. I, why? Why is there rage surrounding this? For the love of God, give us new stories. Please. Like we got a little bit of Andor. I feel kind of like that's what we're getting now. We're getting these new compelling characters that we've only gotten a little bit of. It, you know, we got a little bit of Andor, um, mm-hmm. so now we're getting all of of andor we're getting the whole like his whole story his whole reason and i think that's 
fantastic. Let's explore those characters. Like I'm so fucking tired of the Skywalkers. Like love Mark, love Mark Hamill. Yeah, he's real an tired of the Skywalkers. I will continue to pound the desk that we need to get out of the Galactic Civil War. Yeah, and I believe I've posted a couple things this week yeah. that I've tagged you in. I may have seen that, and I've been waiting yeah. to reply to those. I, I am. I think that it look forever, forever. Star Wars for will forever be some form of a civil war, right? It will be. Jedi versus Sith, you know, Republic versus Separatists, Empire versus Rebellion, New Republic versus First Tale is all this time. Good versus evil. I mean, I just, I am in a place where I am kind of done seeing the Empire and the Rebellion. Don't get me wrong. I I do enjoy, you know, the story. I I just want to go post-Jedi. I want more development there. I know it's coming. I know it will happen, right? They they intentionally set the the events of you know uh, Rise of Skywalker. That's thirty years post Jedi. That is not by accident that they did. Yeah, that. they gave themselves thirty years to tell stories in that where it's going to be you know it's the leading up. Like I'm excited for the Golden Age of the Republic when that when that inevitably makes the jump to live action. Or cartoon. We need more like, of that. We that need. piece, Knights of the Old Republic, whatever they they steal from there, like the Thrawn stuff that's coming, like uh, like those those things that explore characters that we we do kind of know mm-hmm. or we're learning learning about, but also expands them. Why is and Mando not just Star, yeah. not just Skywalker? Why is Mando so good? Because Mando is going over areas that we haven't seen before. Yeah. The concept of a potential Mandalorian civil war, literally, I will wait as long as I have to humanly wait for that. If that means I get Katie Sackhoff as Bo Katan <laughs> versus, uh, of course, I'm going to forget his name, but Mando, uh, Din Djarin. That that storyline has been around for so long, and it's been teased by the EU for so long. That's the timeline that I'm I'm ready for. I'm 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 in. I'm with you. Golden Age of the Republic will be great. We'll cover it. We'll talk about it. It's going to be awesome. But I personally want more, you know, after the second Death Star blows up. That's yeah. That's I'm down for that. Reading those are the books that I enjoyed, and I think that's, I think that's why they're staying away from that territory is that they know people, you know, have a special place in their heart for it. But look, we've we've gone over this dozens and dozens and dozens of times, and we'll continue to do it just because the show might be different than what the book says it was, doesn't mean the book disappears. You are certainly welcome to believe in multiple, you know, universes, multiple, you know, realities. That's, that's the whole world between worlds, you know, kind of concept, right? Is that that's why Avengers is doing what they're doing is because they're running out of time and time periods. They want to keep telling Avenger stories. Well, now they're going to introduce new people who can, you know, be Iron Man and new people who can wield the shield and be Thor and it may or not... say like a baby Jane Thor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's a reason that these characters are, are you know, anyways, <laughs> we're 70 minutes in. I don't want to, I don't want to go down this road, you know, this late in the show, but <laughs> I do want to say that I think this was a great episode because that, that tail end of this show, you know, the, you know, this time tomorrow, 
you know, it'll be all over or, you know, it'll just be beginning. Unfortunately, like that, be this time fucking Wednesday. I know. That line did give me goosebumps, though. That was a yeah. great way to end an episode. Love loved the writing on this, sincerely. Um, yeah, it's a great episode. I do have to wait three more fucking days know. there. But, yeah. And I'm like, which horrifyingly is um, alarmingly close to when there will be a fourth member of this family and a seventh member of this podcast. So I think we probably should remind folks, um, like last time we had the birth of a child, um, that potentially will change the release schedule. Of we'll see. Podcast. Um, we will... I think we we can say we will do our best to not have it affect anything, but um, yeah, just like a gap year, gap weeks suck. <laughs> one member of this family is about to be significantly busier than they are, um, yes. and we pray for um, you know very very happy outcomes for a tiny for, yeah, for a tiny snark to be All happy involved. and allow me to record. All involved, we want nothing but good vibes going that way. Yeah. For the family and uh we will we will put something up on the on the feed if there is not going to be an episode we will we will put a little announcement um and then we will resume our normal schedule as soon as we can um and register on amazon under the snark i'm kidding that's <laughs> not that's not true <laughs> <laughs> well snark i think we've arrived at the end of the episode um are you ready to to take the people I'm... out as you always do that's it may the force be with you We'll talk to you guys maybe next week. Probably. Hopefully. <laughs> Bye. An hour ago. Am I keeping you up? There's nothing coming through tonight. You want to be useful? Go clean some coins. Happy? Checked your walkaway bag. Yes. And the one on the fonder. I don't like seeing you nervous. There's nothing else you can do, Luthen. They're either going to be okay, aren't they, or they're not. What? That's a daring prediction. Bell's the only one who traces back. No. The thief, Andor. I wasn't careful. You wanted this to happen. This is what it took. It's never going to be perfect. I wanted it too much. We have clients in the morning. Yeah, I'll be ready. It'll all be over this time tomorrow. Or we'll just be starting.